This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. A wild one for you this week. So much conversation. We talk about enthusiastic consent, public sex. Fucking in your car. And what it's like when Tarzan doesn't do the job. And why Kim Petrus keeps popping up at some parties. <laughs> we, are, uh, we are very excited to welcome special guest Fran Torado on the show. So stay tuned. Bye. M. Oh. Mom! When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with a sloppy second. Oh, Diva. Our number is 213-536-9180. Or email us sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. How you stop, you stupid little fuck, you little fuck, you dirty little fuck. Welcome to Sloppy Second, Big Dipper, Meatball, I'm Meatball, and that's Big Dipper. Are you excited to be here? Yes. I'm very excited to be here. I'm cranked on coffee. <laughs> you have your actress hair on today. Yes, I'm wearing a red wig. You, you know, know what I that means. I only wear red if I'm acting. Ready to recite some Give lines. me a script. Well, I'm very excited about the show today. Me too. Um, we have um, a writer, podcaster, internet hottie. On the show today, about to give us a little insight into uh, the the world of being, um, I feel like, hot and aloof. Ooh. So we're going to get down to it. Please welcome into your ears, Fran Toronto. Ow, 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 ow. Hot and aloof. Hot and aloof reporting for duty, reporting for booty, honey. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, honestly, I, being aloof is actually aspirational to me. Like, I aspire to be more mysterious and, you know, out there than I actually am on the internet. I feel like you have the vibe of an aloof person, but you are very approachable and nice. Like, you have the look. Like, you could pull it off if you chose to yeah. be more aloof. I would say I'm too approachable. I would oh, say okay. people approach me more than they should. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you feel the same. Yeah, I feel absolutely the same. You said stay home. But, like, no, it's true. Like, I am naturally just, like, Engaged in the conversation, smiling, sincere, make you feel comfortable. Like, even if I don't want to talk to you, I'm just like, oh, no, tell me, like, your, you know, your trauma and, like, whatever. Well, I guess I described you wrong then. The hot <laughs> part was right. No, or maybe no. not aloof. No, I think aloof accurately describes the social presence that I'm trying to garner, what I'm, what I'm working toward. I want, I would like to be more mysterious, though. I would like to have more mystery, but I'm, like, the least mysterious person on the planet, I think. Like, I think a lot of people know my tea. And aloofa describes what's going on with Meepo's hair. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'll soak up some water. Yeah, Alufa is me exfoliating my ass <laughs> three nights ago when I thought I was going to have sex. Um, uh, oh, you were trying to get the, kind of get oh, the booty yeah. ready. Yeah, a little bit. I mean. Have you been seeing these people getting all these booty scrubs and like vacuum sealed stuff on their honey. butt? And they suck it up. What's the vacuum? It's like a big, um, almost like half cylinder. I don't know. It's like. It sucks out your pores. Well, no, it like fits over one whole cheek. And then it sucks up your whole cheek in this thing. It goes and they keep into your rectum. <laughs> sucks. <laughs> out. No, I'm just kidding. 
Um, okay, yeah, I am into the butt scrubs. In fact, I have them all. Like, I have every butt scrub. And I, only because when you work in gay media for a certain period, and I've worked in, like, gay media for, like, 10 years, mm -hmm. your address just winds up on, like, lists for pe for any sex product available ever. So, like, sex toys, dildos, like, cr like uh, uh, lubes and scrubs, they're, like, all sent to me. I don't know how these people get my addresses. What's the one with the coffee? It's a coffee I honestly butthole I scrub? honestly do not stand that scrub. <laughs> I, I do not. It is. It is nice. I get. I've gotten compliments on it before. It act. It's a product that works. But on I your butt afterwards. Compliments. Literally, someone's eating my ass, and they'll be like, "Your ass tastes amazing." And I'm like, "Whoa, that's like actually like I feel like I'm in an advertisement <laughs> right now for this scrub." Yes, an yes. advertisement on Boomer Banks's Instagram but, page because we know you uh, are always advertising for the coffee butt scrub. Boom. Yeah, and to be honest, I just don't. I don't like the person that makes them. So I. I so it's better Drag if we don't out. say the name. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, we don't want to the give them free promotion. I, for. I. 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 I, uh, I should be paid a premium for that. There I feel, you go. If I'm gonna say their name. The question on everyone's lips. Did you get tickets to Beyonce? Uh, <laughs> that is so, I'm, I'm really, yeah. Trigger. You get up and just leave. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm on the fucking, wait, yeah, sorry, someone's calling me right now. I'm in a purchasing group. <laughs> um, no, I, I, um, I tried, I tried. I registered for all the pre-sales, all three pre-sales was, wait, was waitlisted for all of them. I was on a few different group threads of people that were buying tickets. And the people that I did, the people that were like, do you, we got them, do you want a ticket? The seats were too far away. And you I said, went, I'd rather not go. I'd rather sit not. That's where we are. Because. That's how we feel. How far away are you? We're no, not, I'm we not going. The ticket no. I want is uh, $5,500. $5, yeah. Right. I'm willing to drop a foul. I'm willing yeah. to drop a cool foul. But 1600 is the only one where you're actually on the floor. That's yeah. where it starts. Yeah, and I that's a lot for me. Yeah. I got really lucky with Chromatica and I got like the monster pit for 200 bucks. Someone <sighs> sold it to me at value. And I'm trying to, I'm hoping that I can get that for Beyonce because I spent a lot of money on Adele and I on the residency on New Year's Eve. And I'm not a girl that paid- New Year's Eve? On New Year's Eve. Was it magical? It was every possible magic you could you could imagine. And I'm not even like a huge Adele stan, but that night I was, and I paid stan prices to be there. Is she and barefoot? At the end of it, what? she disappears, it's truly magic. I've seen that. Oh, it's so gaggy. The production <laughs> value is so amazing. The thing that's incredible about Adele is that she is so emotive. Right. She, like, it's as if the breakup is, like, fresh in her eyes while Still. she's singing. Yes, and she famously doesn't like doing auditorium shows. She doesn't like touring. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think the residency is the perfect place to see her because it's intimate, and I think she needs that intimacy to, like, go there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's great. Is she barefoot the whole time? She's a survivor. She's always she, kick off the shoes. She was barefoot for ours. I'm pretty gosh darn sure. And she was just kind of like, you know, waddling around the stage and talk. She just like talks at the audience. Because yeah. imagine yeah. that like that styling conversation where you're like in the, in the beautiful auditorium, the beautiful, you know, all of the sleek set design, yeah. the beautiful music. You're like, yeah, we want you in a glamorous gown, like in a dress. Oh, and she's yeah. like, well, I'm going to be barefoot the whole time because that's how I can really feel it. It's almost like, well, why don't you pivot and do sort of like Earth Mama? <laughs> like the When We Were Young video and like the flow, right? Isn't that When We Were Young where she's she in the She should be dress? in like a free people linen dress. <laughs> right. But it's like you, well, you can't do it. I drink wine music video was kind of like that. Oh, it was like, yeah. It was, yeah. 
twinkly light. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just find it that combination fascinating. It's sort of like also, when you're when like dressed, talks. but you, when you Winnie the Pooh around the house and you're like totally naked, but you have a t-shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. That's the vibe. That's the vibe. And there should be a, there should be a bed on stage. Yeah. I should just be lit. She should just be, I'm just projecting what I would Yeah. Want. You're like, <laughs> you're like, I you're just like be laying in a bed. Adele. Uh, me. Myself. <laughs> me Adele. Her, Adele. That's incredible. Yeah. I haven't been to like a big show like that in a really long time. What was I the last? I really like big concerts like that. Stadium S- concerts really piss me off. The last <laughs> thing we went to was Trixie and Katya, and that was in a stadium. Oh, yeah. And that was crazy. I really wanted to go to that, actually. Yeah. Shut up. I, was, I, I was supposed to, um, but the, bol- the, the night in LA and the night in New York, I both had things to do. It was so sad. Well, let's talk about that. about New York and LA. <laughs> Make a decision, Fran. Uh, how are you a mysterious hottie <laughs> who has bi-coastal? You're literally like that girl. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, sometimes I'm here, sometimes I'm there. I'm always in a slutty tank top and you wish you could. You're the one that we talk about when we're like, how are they always everywhere? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. I will, <laughs> I will, it. let me, I will demystify everything for Thank you. you. Um, being bi-coastal is a financial fantasy. Mm. And the people that are bi-coastal, unless they are like trust fund babies or celebrities, they have one address that right. they actually pay rent for, and then they have a bunch of friends in the other place that mm-hmm. they can crash out all the Stay time. At. So, um, yeah, I said earlier that I'm not mysterious, but actually the most mysterious thing about me is like, where the fuck do you live and what is your job? Yes! It's what all is the your jo- Yes, what is your job? And t- let me tell you, I have... What's your deal? And let me tell you, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No one will tell me what the fuck I do for a living. Um, yeah, no, I moved here three years ago for a job. Okay. I was not ready to leave my Brooklyn fam. Um, I was not ready to leave. I loved, love, I love, still love Brooklyn. My community is there. The the drag that I love is there. The artists that I work with are there. Um, but I moved here because I was like, this is a dream job. I want to work in Hollywood and this is the place to be. The pandemic happened immediately. And then I was like, right. wow, I guess this is a good place to wait out the pandemic. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But I, as soon as it was like not as much of a pandemic anymore, I found myself just going to New York as much as I could to the degree that I would actually, sp- I've spent all three summers in New York. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, Ooh, I live out in LA, summer. but. Yeah, but the way it works, I have a lot of friends in New York that want to trade with me. Because New York yeah. sucks a lot. You of just want to act out the film, The Holiday. Oh my God. Cameron Diaz Wait, so now who Kate would you Winslet. meet? Cameron Diaz or Kate Winslet? You, you, me? This, this. Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Oh God! Um, I, this movie means a lot to me. Nancy Myers is like my muse. This is the hardest question we're gonna ask for the whole fuck. interview. Uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm a uh, I'm Cameron. I'm Cameron. Okay. I, I I would like to be Kate. I would like to be like so filled with emotion that I like can barely contain it, and I'm like the the more you know sympathetic one. And, sure. Um, the romantic and but I'm no I'm 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 cold. Cameron, I can't cry. I can't cry. Have you seen the touch. Cameron Diaz Tony Collette film in her shoes? No. no, my mom loved that movie. It is a wild, like you know when you when you see a movie and you go like, whoever watched this movie, how did this get made? But then the reality of it is like a studio paid millions of dollars to make this rom com and. Millions of people saw it because it is, in fact, a movie with movie stars in it. Yeah. But then yes. you like stumble upon it on streaming and you're like, what is this? Highly recommend if you're looking for like a weirdo early 2000s 
like movie full of people that you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I know what they're up to now. Oh. In her shoes is amazing. Well, I it's know about what Cameron Diaz is up to selling wine and not acting. Well, she's coming. <gasps> she's out of returning retirement. to acting. No, she's not. With Netflix, yeah, or is it Netflix? I think it is. I don't know. I remember. What's the project? I can't remember. Yeah, okay. I remember the news. Yeah, they got Lindsay back. I talked to her. She literally said, I've quit acting. (laughs) (laughs) Last time I was in her house. That was Um, She came to uh, Redline and partied with us. Are you lying? Are you no. trolling? She no, did. She literally came Cameron to, Diaz. Cameron Diaz came Orville to Redline, and her husband, one of the. Why is she rolling with boys. Orville Peck? I don't know what was going Who's on. Who's Orville Peck's were... husband? No, not Orville Peck's husband. Um, Cameron's husband. Oh, oh, oh. From whatever. That <laughs> I would think her as the third wheel to Orville. No. <laughs> <laughs> but they all came to Redline, and she sat there, and all she talked about was the HBO show Vikings and how she quit acting. God. Well, she's coming back, baby. She's coming back now. She was actually there as an alcohol rep to get them to carry her wine. <laughs> oh, probably. She's probably acting to she's sell like, her I've wine. She's like, I've got some samples. I've got she's some a, samples. She's in actually my, in a uh, wine-themed feature film. <laughs> and like they have just her bottles everywhere. She's like, oh, this stuff is great. I'm acting. Um, Anyways, I'm taking an acting class right now. <gasps> How's really? it going? I mean, it's uh, as about as annoying as you think a $200 acting class in Los Angeles would. $200 would be. for the whole class. $200 for eight classes. I'm I'm at Playhouse West. Okay, okay. it's really cute, but in it's like person. in person classes. Are but you it's making a rehearse outside. No, <laughs> no, we're it, we're luckily inside, but like you only because the class is so cheap, you're only participating about like five or ten minutes of a three hour class. Yes, and the rest is you watching others students perform shortly before the pandemic my former roommate went to shia labeouf like tweeted out i'm holding free acting seminars or something like this and he like got a community center maybe in south la to like give him the space you know it's like you rent the room from the rec center and like my friend said like 400 people showed up and basically the the intro exercise you would go around in the circle and say your name and like something about you just turned into like trauma dumping for 400 people it was like he said it took eight hours to make it around the circle for the first day and it was like a week-long intensive and Shia LaBeouf like listened to every single person it was like one by one they went around the room and they introduced themselves and sort of like trauma dumped as to why they were there what only in LA only in LA. <laughs> um, that's wackadoodle. I mean, I know Shia LaBeouf, but he is unfortunately an amazing actor. Isn't it? So good. I mean, he's a bad, bad person, but like he's so he's such a great actor. A bad actor, as they say in yes. politics. Oh, there we go. There we go. Let's take a break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it? Maybe bed. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your if I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yeah. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. 
Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think like, that's just how my brain works or like this is how I see the world but those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different you, those are things you can talk about with your therapist mm -hmm. if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online and designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapy anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. <laughs> you know Wicked? I've heard of it. Heard, heard of the girl. <laughs> gone, gone see it? I've accidentally seen Wicked four times. Accidentally? <laughs> the first time was intentional. It's high school. You know, okay. Wicked was monoculture. Okay. Like it was the, actually the culture for, for, for faggots um, in the early aughts. Um, <laughs> And uh, uh, and then the other three times it was like somebody's birthday and then my mom won tickets mm -hmm. or something in a contest. And then I don't remember what the fourth time was, but I've seen it m too many times. Fourth time you were just excited. Yeah, yeah the fourth time like, oh, I was just like, well, why I not? gotta go. I, I actually was walking by the theater, saw the rush line. I was like, you know, it's a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, I love Wicked. Love a green girl. Love love the, love the, the wow! Like that. Yes! That is impossible to do to do, for a vocalist to do. Like Idina Menzel, like she's she was dying out she, there. Yeah, well, she could barely do it when she, she was there. <laughs> she really and I just Rose, um, the girl, the girl that I do the podcast with, Rose Domu. Um, also, uh, she she made me watch Frozen uh, or Frozen Two <laughs> a few days back few, in the half. Uh, yeah, a month ago. The squeakquel. And and they're still making Idina do these high ass oh, yeah. notes. They're making her carry in a range that is not. I have a belief that she can't do that anymore and that they are like literally computerizing her voice for those because anytime she's tried to sing it live, she takes it down, she'll just put the mic away, yeah. and she can't do it. Yeah, that and also in the case of Frozen, not a convincing blonde. Like, <laughs> sorry. They, her with platinum she's hair, animated. I was like, yeah, no, no, no. But you still know it's no, her. No, diva, diva, diva. <laughs> platinum hair with a voice like that, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. That is the voice of a brunette, period. Yes. Like, absolutely do not believe her as a platinum blonde. Sorry. I, <laughs> I have to agree. I think your listeners I will think, agree with me. I believe that a that. brunette green girl could sing that all day. Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. But not a white blonde lady. No, that sounds like a witch. <laughs> Sounds like but a not a brunette, not a blonde. So one. Yeah. you just brought Our, up your podcast partner, Rose. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, 
why don't we talk about their podcast, Like a Virgin? Yeah. Is that what you're yeah, going to do? Why are you, <laughs> you well, trying to cut me off? No, I wanted to <laughs> ask about bird. Wicked. Oh, okay. Before we end it, are you well, excited for the film? Um, I'm excited for Bowen Yang in the film. So yeah. Bowen is in the movie? Yeah, yes, Bowen hat. plays the fag hag. One of the fag hags. Which one, one is of a Glin- One of Glinda's fag hags. I like think- school friends. I don't think that they're, I think they're like book characters. Oh, yeah. and they're like, they're sort yeah. of making it a bigger deal in yeah. the film. And I, I am- That's incredible. I'm not gonna lie, I am kind of an Aryanator. Sure. So I'm like ready, I'm ready to see it. And I love John M. Chu. I love maximalism. I love like, yes. you know, big extravagant, sets and production value so i just want them to be like okay ariana leave all your pop girly stuff behind leave your disney channel behind because we all know she's got it a hundred percent but i want her to be like you know when like uh paris hilton talks in a real voice yeah oh my god i feel like i wanted to be that moment where like i know she's playing the like you don't want her to like walk on it's like i'm I'm Glinda, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be popular, yeah. yeah. And like, I get it. She's playing that elevated character, but like, I like, I'm, I want the like the boot camp for the role to be like, strip it all away, then build it back up, and like, let us not recognize you as Ariana Grande. She's blonde now. As the Arenator, I have to t- I have to clue you in. She's a faggot. Like, she is oh, a yeah. theater faggot. Yes. If you, I've never met her, but if you ever like meet her out or like in passing or whatever, she will sing a musical theater number like absentmindedly or like in between sentences like out of nowhere for no reason like she is a faggot and so I do think that her like her kind of like demonstrable like dedication to musical theater and the fact that she's a fucking nerd will hopefully lend itself to the the quality that you need I'm excited because I agree I don't want pop vocals I want you to be Dig in. A diva. Yeah. I think she can because, like, have you seen her do her Judy Garland? Yes. Yeah, like, I think oh, she's, like, a chameleon with her voice. Yeah. So it'll be, like, cool to see. Yeah. 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 Okay, let's yeah. talk okay. about your podcast. The podcast. Like a Virgin. Yes, yes. Uh, you and Rose Damu. Uh, it's, like, pop culture deep dive into everything with, yes. like, a from a queer perspective. Yes, we will kind of take things from your that we might have been obsessed You're with. You're familiar with that time period. Your, your, the days of your ye old culture. <laughs> um, and uh, and we'll just, like, yeah, do little deep dives and we'll bring guests on and ask them, like, what was the thing that, like, you were randomly very obsessed with as a kid oh that, like, God. you could unpack. And it could be anything from, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer or, like, Lord of the Rings to, like... Um, uh, do you remember the Stop Coney movement? Like, we're trying to oh, do an episode yes. on that. We, we did an episode Coney on- Coney 2012? Coney 2012. That? Do you remember Stop Coney? That he's like a warlord that was like enslaving like children. Children and to like, make a children and, child army. No. Oh my God. And then I, there was like this whole thing. I'm was, older than both of them. It was like bizarre, like Midwest, like white people, like savior complex culture. It's yeah. so bizarre. And the, it's and so the guy who ran describe. the whole thing like had a mental breakdown. Yeah. And like it was on, you didn't know any of it? No, none of it. Yeah, he- You gotta look into it. It, it was basically a, a, a viral um, social movement to draw attention to something that was happening in Africa pre-viral media, okay? Uh. Cusp, cusp of YouTube, pre-viral media. And it created this like viral attention toward a continent that no one knew any but anything about around an issue that no one knew anything about. And the guy that was like, the arbiter of it was this like crazy Christian. At the time, I was a Christian. Um, I was a I was in, I was in youth group. What? My youth group teacher like brought this film about Coney to like my youth group. And we all, as kids, like learned about this like weird dictator lord. Anyways, the guy that created the movement had a psychotic break and was like, um, I guess, masturbating in the street completely Honestly, naked. Yeah, there's a video of it. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm glad I, you know what the Coney movement was. Know, it was so bizarre. I, you know what's weird is I know the name and I know like a general idea of it, but I have no idea what we were supposed to do. And that was the problem. Like everybody participating in this had no actionable. All we would do was talk about it without actually knowing anything like beyond the film. Facebook, like stop yes, Coney 2012 status, yeah. like shareable, all this stuff. Oh, so but there was nothing you could fit. Like nothing. you could donate, but it would just go to that guy who had a mental breakdown. It was weird. Yeah, it was, very weird it was wild. What was the jerk off video like? Not good. He was no, screaming. It was he sad. was running up it was and down very the street. Sad. It was sad. Oh. He had like a mental breakdown. And sometimes that's that's hot. I mean, sometimes if you're having a, a complete psychotic <laughs> You're having a psychotic break. You're at the lowest the moment. Best of sex. Sometimes when you're at the lowest moment of your life, I'm turned on. Baby, you better <laughs> that... clean out before you have that mental break. Okay. Uh, you were Christian? I was yeah, Christian. Was I was a Jesus, I was a Jesus camp like baby. I went to Jesus camp seven years in a row, was a Jesus camp counselor. I was at church three times a week. I wanted to be a youth pastor when I grew up. Yeah. Was that in your family? Yeah. And is it still? Uh, yes, it's mellowed out. Okay. Um, it's mellowed out a little bit. Um, my parents are now, I think, at, you know, someone gave them a faggot kid, and all uh -huh. of a sudden they were like, "Oh, we well, have to move a little bit more to the left." Um, mm. So yeah, my parents, I think, are 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 much better than they than they used to be. But I, I would say I grew up in a really oppressive kind of uh, religious structure that was really beholden to the church. So when I came out in high school, like our church leaders were involved. Like, it was like on that level. Oh my God, that's so horrifying. What yeah, do you think bad. like the first kind of when gay you know? thing you did was? <gasps> that you knew was gay. You were like, oh, so I'm getting these pants or like. Honestly, my one of my earliest like a gay memories was like me drawing. Like I used to be a drawer, uh -huh. and I used to like draw like illustrations of like Greek Greek mythology and like gods. And I would like draw these like shredded abs and like huge pecs on these like gods. Ooh. And I remember like drawing. These boys seem to be playing leapfrog. Yes. Oh, I have girls. I have girls on mine. I was in fifth grade, and I remember being like, I remember being like, like. Oh no, I'm like horny for my own drawing. This is gonna be an ongoing problem for me. And I, but I would say even earlier than that, like my earliest like trans memory is probably like I was in first grade and I wrote in my journal, I am a girl. And I was like, yes. And my, someone in my music class saw my journal open. I don't know why I had it open, I'm a fucking idiot. But someone saw it open and read it out loud to the entire class. Just those what words, or was, was there more? I am a girl. It, well, I I can't remember what the entries specifically detailed, but the first, it's like these. I I vividly remember the the sentence "I am a girl" as like the start of it. And you're in first grade; your handwriting right. is really big. Um, and yeah, it was. I think it was my kind of initial like latent understanding of gender nonconformity without really right. understanding gender nonconformity. I had nothing to model myself after, and so that stayed suppressed for so long. Right. And then when I came out as gay, I was like, oh, this is. Oh, this is it. And then, you know, years later, you're like, wait a second. <laughs> There's, There's something else still Heal happening here. Onion, <laughs> well, I'm so curious about, like, uh, like having a more sort of conservative starting point yeah. for, the for like, your family or even just, like, your understanding of the world and the idea of, like, oh, you already told us you were gay. Can't that just be it? Like, was could be there... She could be a drag queen. <laughs> Was there that sort of an experience or there was sort of like once you cracked open, you know, the door to the other side, they were like, okay, we're cool. We can let's sort of understand all the layers to it. 
no. Like, no. they'll, they'll <laughs> no. It was kind of like base. When it came out, like, baseline, it was just like, they did not get it. And it Got took it. years to kind of come around to and understand, I think, so, so much harm that's in, like, a, a religious, mm-hmm. you know, upbringing and all that trauma, whatever. I don't want to get into that part of the podcast. But, like, it was just all this kind of stuff that had built up. And I think that, yeah, once my I was able to kind of crack open my parents and help them see a bigger world, I think that has clued them into all the other things that they've been wrong about. Right. Uh, to me, right. like, yeah, to me, my parents, like, I, I have a great relationship with my parents and I think the greatest love, the greatest act of love they've given me was to to l- let me go and to let me grow to become something that they wouldn't understand. Right. So that when I would come back from New York for holidays or something, I was giving them more and more context into this, like, completely separate world that I'm living in now that is the complete opposite of the world that I used to inhabit. And so... You know, it's kind of a slow unraveling, but I'm actually like not even out to my parents as trans, really. Oh, funny enough, and they don't really do the internet, so right, <laughs> they don't ever see that. Yeah, funny yeah. enough, but like they probably know, but don't talk about it. They're not, right. they're not good. They're not good at stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah. Right. So interesting. My, Did you have like a like you jokingly said try telling them you're a drag queen, but like. What was that conversation like with your parents? I don't think we've ever talked it about that. It is well, also, like, that's another thing. Well, yeah, it was like a second coming out. But it wasn't great. It was <laughs> because I, when I started it, it was, like, just, like, a little joke thing. And I had just moved to L.A. to, like, I don't know, start trying to act. I moved from New York to L.A. And I was, like, doing stand-up. And then I just st- I fell off of Facebook. But then people would tag me mm-hmm. in drag and my mom would see it. And so then she was like, what's going on? And it like took a long time to be like, oh, it's just like a fun thing I do every once in a while. Like, don't worry about it. And then it's like <laughs> turned into this mess. Yeah. But so when you so when you came out as drag, were they like They did not like it. Yeah. They I were assume... very much like, we did not spend all that money for you to go to school yeah. and, like, come and like you to drop out and move to LA and start dressing up like a lady. Are you trans? Like, That's what I they would... didn't say that they said, Do you think you're a woman now? And like all this crazy stuff. That's what I was gonna ask. I have Latin parents, I feel like it's it's conflated. They like if I was like, I'm a dragon, they'd be like, So you're a transsexual? Like it would be <laughs> Like yeah, totally earth ending. That's the thing. Their brain always goes straight to sex. Yeah. Like it was just like, so you fucking drag. Or yeah. Whatever, so you think you're a woman. <laughs> They're not wrong. It but... <laughs> it's like, it depends on the Uber driver, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. No, that's such a interesting. And now, I mean, it's cool to see at least with yeah, they, like, came to your family, show. they like come and hang out with you and drag. Yeah. To be truthful, like I, my my family, my biological family isn't like you my, to my family. No, no, no. Like my like. She's always looking for. Oh, like, I didn't know you were adopted. You, you were like someone gave me to my parents, and I was like, oh, cool. Uh, you you asking about adoption? I laugh in your face. <laughs> I'm not one of those What's freaks. <laughs> Fucking loser. <laughs> um, no, I, I laugh because I just like I all I um just I'm queer. Like I have a queer, I have a chosen family yeah, that course. I literally just call my family. They're my fam, they're on my tax documents, they're my emergency contacts, like they pick me up from the airport, they're my everything. And so, you know, I my parents and and my bio my biofam have not, they're not like in my family. They're sorry, they're not in my life in a yes. family capacity. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. in my life in a, a, a relational acquaintance capacity in a way that we're still repairing. We're still getting to know each other. We don't see each other that often. And so we do the work when we're together. But the people that I are my family family, you know, are in are all in New York. I mean, I have like, you know, some family left in LA, but right. they're all in New York. 
I, I've always just really admired that about, you know, the queer community being able to like that. People always like I feel like it's like a buzzword, like safe space and yeah. chosen family. Mm-hmm. And you sort of like there there is a little bit of an impulse to sort of roll your eyes when you hear it. Uh, but it is a really magical and special thing that as queer people, we can like sort of figure out, like I have a friend of mine who always refers to me as her brother, mm. that it, she is like totally, what'd you say? Brother Dan. Yeah. And so she is totally like, you know, in my queer family and we have this like tight knit group. Like she is a kid and like, I'm pretty sure that I'm like listed on some documents about custody of this kid if anything were to happen mm. and those are things that you just sort of like i don't know it's a really well, special you, thing that only queer well, people what would you do with the sex bench if you had to start taking care of a kid <laughs> well i'd put a little <laughs> tablecloth on it because it's the perfect height for a tea party <laughs> really i just i just got a fuck bench you got a fuck bench yeah it's really cool oh my god just like cara delavine Mm-hmm. Do you remember that photo of Carla Devine, Cara Delevingne like pulling the fuck bench into her apartment with her girlfriend? No, I don't. No, I just remember. Uh, but I do remember seeing a lot of recent videos of Cara Delevingne and being like, "You okay, girl?" She is so annoying <laughs> online. She she is so she's giving girl that took like white like took one like white ally class. You know what I mean? And and all of a sudden she thinks that she. <laughs> is the shit and like she's like she's got all the girl like she's a sister you know what yes. I mean like oh God, did you just see she was fuck. at the Rihanna Super Bowl halftime yes. show in a shirt that said the Rihanna concert interrupted by a football game or something yes mm-hmm. and she did all this weird that weird stuff with Megan, Megan the Stallion the on the record you know what I'm talking about it's yes. so annoying um, but okay I no she has the best coke though <laughs> her coke is probably amazing <laughs> it's probably so crystal clear no come <laughs> no come down no nausea you can eat it you can have it on an empty stomach truly yeah um, no chosen family really like that that's a, that's a term that bums me out a right. lot of the time like it's so the more times it's used in like you know corporate pride campaigns the the, the more it's become like a bankruptcy Here at of Citibank, language Citibank we're <laughs> all about your chosen, chosen family, family yeah. you can put anyone else on the credit card with you you don't need to share a last name your life insurance policy is going to go to the right it's like what the fuck um no yeah that's why i just say family i i I really do say family i i i say you know partner brother sister i think me being able to call you a sister is like part of like that kind of family induction you know or me feeling like we've gone from acquaintance to like dear friend to like sister like i think they're like that's the Which growth. is how you've taken Cara Delevingne. <laughs> yeah, all the way to sister. Well, that's yeah, exactly. Cara thinks she's a sister. She thinks she's a sister. <laughs> We're gonna take a break, and we'll be right already back. Back. Yeah. And now we're back down. I have a question for you about is Grinder queer now? Yeah, I mean the dolls are on Grinder. Okay. I, I think that like I I think there are a lot of like NB faggots like me that are on Grinder. Um, and I grew up on Grinder, so it's like the thing that I yeah have. like I was socialized as a faggot. I consider myself a faggot, and like I feel like you know. As far as a lot of trans people go, like, we were socialized as faggots first. Like, that's, this is our generation. But, like, um, I don't think Gen Z, I think Gen Z transes are going to be, they're not going to be on Grinder. No, they're you know all on I mean? Instagram. Yes. Or, like, they, they meet on TikTok. Yeah, they probably never, and they never had to be faggots. They just, like, 
They just go straight to do- They're doing like HRT at the age of 11. Right. You know what I mean? Like on the school playground and then bullying other kids. Like, like you, <laughs> you, know the, you know the dolls in these yes. high schools are fucking mean. Yes. Like they're, I'm, obviously, there's, it's a very serious issue and like trans right. kids are under attack right now. But yeah. like actually the dolls are so mean. <laughs> I'm always so curious about those digital spaces because I feel like we were just talking about this, but like I'm so firmly planted in the center of like the millennial generation. And because of, you know, my body type, I skipped Grindr. I never, I think I was on it once. I told this story a long time ago. I hooked up, hooked up with that mortician. Slay. Uh, and like in his garage while his family was inside or something. Uh, and you and play dad. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> but then I was like, then I was, then I was on Scruff and then I was on Growler. Like I never really used Grinder. Oh, so like I have no frame of reference for it. And then I meet all these people who are like, I'm like, you don't strike me as like a wee ho gay with six pack abs. And they're always like, Grinder, Grinder, Grinder. And I'm like, oh, is Grinder queer? I think it's cool again. I, uh, no, I, okay, okay, okay. So I used <laughs> it, to, it went public. I used to, yeah, they and went public. And didn't Shangela Hallelujah right there at the, at the NASDAQ? And Georgia. Yes. Wait, Shangela did the no, Hallelujah for the NASDAQ? <laughs> that, but that, you're saying that like it's a, okay, you're trolling, but that actually <laughs> literally would happen. No, they did a no, drag show at 8 a.m. when Grinder went public. Public, for public trading in Georgia, in the financial district, they're yeah. booking the dolls. I have I have doll friends that like got booked for Nasdaq yes, gigs. So yes. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what in the late stage of capitalism? Oh, really? I love them putting those wigs up on that big screen. Oh like, yeah, I mean, I wish they would slide into my DMs. <laughs> I mean, come on. No, um, okay, no. I to to to, to go back to the question. I don't think Grinder is queer. Um, I think that queer people are on Grinder by necessity. Yeah. Got it. I think that I used to work at not work at Grinder, but I used to work with grinder pretty frequently I do a lot of like consulting gigs for like companies and queer spaces and there was a time where you know the folks like Zach Stafford and that whole team that was doing Into More do you remember Into More I remember they were trying to and then they just fucking ripped it from the internet yeah it just doesn't exist anymore they were trying to make Grindr like a a more a more queer environment they were trying to establish it as something that's like open and inclusive and that, that trans people could actually use it instead of like suffering through it, which I think right. I think all trans and non-binary people understand that like to be on this app means that your profile is going to be constantly flagged, that people are going to say transphobic things to you all the time, even though there's so many things in the app to try and protect you from that. Um, but no, it's mostly by necessity. Um, so you're not on Grindr, but you oh. are on Sniffies. Yeah. Yeah. So Did we you see it wh- when you pulled in? What was Is that? It? How you know? No, I <laughs> <clears throat> just assume. I was listening to your. I was listening to your show. Yeah, yeah and yeah, I know yeah, you've yeah. talked about Sniffies. Yeah, and I've never used Sniffies personally. Yeah. But isn't Sniffies recent? Yeah, isn't Sniffies recent is very recent. Yeah. Recent yeah. emergence. And when you yeah. go on, it's just like dicks and por- torsos, right? There are no faces. No faces. <clears throat> See that? Click it, click. Yeah, click, click, click. That's no the very dick. Torso. That's the barrier to entry for me. I need a face. I need some people, eyes. Show, some, some, some people show some people show faces, like and some people also will you share. Like you can be you like, hey, hey, yeah. face, face, face. Okay, but it's really it's like here and now. It's like cruising, but it's men's like, floor, bathroom, uh-huh. yeah, Macy's yeah. third floor. Yeah, it's, it's, Macy's third but it's floor. also very. I feel like that one is different because it is just like physically based. It's like some of them don't even ever want to see. It. Oh, they've updated the UX. Oh, I can't even believe you can do it on a computer screen. But yeah. they they still don't have the app, right? No, that's the whole point. Because in the Ooh. app, 
it's all censored. That's why, like, for oh. it's hard to like Wait, put like a torso group? pic. What this with a person on their knees? Like, it means they're to hosting suck? to suck dick. I ah. see. Wow, there are a lot of people on it. It's so I this literally is a circle is jerk that's happening right now. Right in prog street. in progress. Four people yeah, are there right now. There's my little Ooh, thing. sexy. And then right here. You can see oh, wow, those that, four people. That looks like a good time. See, I like. Well, now, what's the address on that? <laughs> <laughs> I like. <laughs> it. I love it. <laughs> Gotta go. You I, show up like that. They immediately call the fire department. Ready to sack. <laughs> I honestly, I I'm trying to learn how to cruise. I've only just started in my the gym steam room in in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, Which is a dangerous place to start. It is. And because I, you can get your membership revoked. Yes, but luckily I don't go to Equinox where they're okay. much more uh, <laughs> diligent. I think Equinox and Crunch, they crack down on the the, the steam room jerking off. Yeah. I go to uh, an unnamed gym um, that uh, I honestly didn't go to cruise. Right. But like, you know, I, I was there all the time during the summer and You're just, like, wait. And I was like, wait, everyone here has a and everyone is and everyone's jerking here. off. Well, first, everyone's looking. Right. Everyone's looking. And I'm always like, oh, people are looking. And I thought this was a family gym. Like, right. I, right. And let me tell you, I mean, I, I like, you know, got, I kind of, you know, learned the signals. I'm kind of figuring out, like, how people, um, the diplomacy involved. Because I feel like, I mean, this is my personal philosophy. I don't want to jerk off in front in front of somebody that doesn't want to be jerked off in front of. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Like, yeah. if there's a straight guy in there, like that sucks for him and that sucks for us. Like, we should not. <laughs> there, we don't need we don't need that unless he wants to join in, which like some of them do. Sure. But like one day, like I was in there and I was like, oh, everyone's giving vibes. Oh, everyone's really giving vibes. And I'm never the first person to do it. Right. But I was the second. <laughs> and and all of a sudden. I'm in the steam room with six other people jerking off. And I was like, I felt like I was in a porn. I was like, this is a porn. Like yes. there's six other people that that's have like accidentally. Insane. That's a lot that's of people, right? I, now let me ask that you a little like something. <laughs> let me, let me, let me, let me just, I want you to paint the picture. Mm -hmm. Was it the kind of steam room where there's so much steam yes. that unless you're very close, can you see what's happening? Because I recently visited a steam room where that was the case and I was like. I can't imagine you in a steam room. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you would be so sweaty. <laughs> you yeah, would like drip. That's the I point. understand, it's but like point. the way you sweat, it's so insane. But it's hot. It's Thank part you. of the appeal. It's part friend. of the appeal. So I do love steam rooms where you can't see. Because you're like, yeah. I, I I sat in the steam room and I heard <gasps> dick sucking. And I was like, oh, this steam room goes off. Okay, so my steam room's not, the steam isn't so thick that you don't even know what's going on I you know, in door four. No, I, th this steam room is is... The steam is so thick that you can't really see each other's faces. We love. But you kind of see bodies and and, and when someone starts to jerk off, you, that's your signal, right? So you do actually see quite a bit. And I love the fact that I can't see faces. Because right. it would probably turn me off, honestly. Right. Also, you want no one faces talks for like a for hookup in, in, the, person, in hook person. Yeah, yeah. But in the steam room, I'm like, I don't want anybody to know who I am. Well, but I mean, the thing is, I'm the only person at my gym that has like, you know, a manicure tattoos and a curly mullet in, in the steam room. So, like, I'm clockable, but, like, anybody else probably would not be. RuPaul's there, and she's like, DeBard. <laughs> <laughs> she would. I get that so much. I'm, I'm sure. I, I'm, like, literally You're like, trying. fuck off. Okay, I did the mullet before everyone else started doing yeah. the mullet. 
Um, not before Crystal Method, but like I definitely was ahead of, of the mullet trend. And now I'm growing my hair out into layers because it's now I, I feel like I'm over it. <laughs> are you cruising anywhere else but yeah, the Yeah, where are we cruising? Room? You going to Runyon Canyon? No. I wish I, I wish I was cruising elsewhere. I, I'm I'm really only at the beginning stages of what I'm about to learn. I love public fucking, so like I love like you know, finding a grinder hookup that wants to, you know, get sucked off of my car or like I'm right by Griffith Park and I love mm-hmm. that as like a place. Let's ask our question that we were talking about earlier. About Griffith Park? About public. Oh. What about it? I so like we were, you love what? Public sandwiches. <laughs> oh, from Publix yeah, yeah. and the fried chicken. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that fried chicken sandwich, girl. So we were talking about being out in public, maybe the idea of like, um exhibitionism or like yes you're fucking in the car what if someone who is not interested in seeing oh, right, right. that comes across that because oh. that's part of the appeal of public is yeah. there's a little bit of a risk like you want to get caught we yeah. might get caught mm. ideally you don't want to get caught mm. because you want to finish but if you get caught then is it like, is it actually kind of a fucked up thing? Cause it's like public indecency. Yeah, and you're kind of like forcing it on other people. And someone's like walking their dog and they're like, oh, I saw these two people engaging in anal sex. No, I, I, I mean, this is so I'm just curious. About about I, my, my, yeah, my personal philosophy on that is like, I'm in my car. Uh, this is private. This, right. Why are you looking in my car? Why are you looking through these car? big glass windows? Yeah. We were fucking behind four bushes down a long trail that nobody goes on. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why are you here? That to me is like, I found my private place. What are you doing here? Sure. Like, I, I think that, and that's just me advocating for like kink and fetish culture, for right. cruising culture. Like, yeah. I think that a lot of the people having conversations right now about consent around gay sex spaces and that kind of kind of uh the harassment that you know could or could not be construed from different situations which i do think can be a case-by-case basis is all coming from like tender queers on tiktok like these fucking gen z ass tender Tender? queers what is is a tender queer a tender queer is i mean it's kind of an amorphous term it's a new amorphous term that basically kind of talks about uh, uh, part of a generation, par- I would say parts of people, a lot of them in Gen Z who are maybe gay or maybe like marginalized or on the left, so to speak, but have weirdly pru- weird prudish conservative and or like just highly, um, they're very like canceled, you're canceled, like blah, blah, blah. Uh, like, yeah, and, yeah. and they're looking for reasons to be mad about whatever. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example of this, but it's basically just me saying like, there's a kind of, I feel like a really conservative generation that has yet to fuck. Like, they literally don't know how to fuck yet. And they're critiquing the ways we fuck. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, this is like, I'm going to go really broad stroke here. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe cancel me after this comment. But it's kind of like, you know how, like, there's a certain generation of queer folks who say, like, well, I'm going to keep saying the T word because I grew up saying it. And even trans folks who say, like, oh, I say it, it's part of my vocabulary. And you go, like, we'll just evolve with the times because we're all evolving with the times like that's like a shitty hill to die on i feel like there's like the one step further is like oh you give everyone a bad name because you fucked this way it's sort of like you're like just don't there's a way to be like supportive instead of being like so critical about everything it's interesting because their stances i'm i'm yeah these are like broad strokes so forgive me but like their stances are definitely not it's not like you're giving us a bad name you're bad representation and it's more they're talking about 
consent. They're talking about what's appropriate for children to see. They're talking about, um, they're trying to have like extreme leftist nuance on things that actually don't require, I don't know, the, the, the conservative nuance they're trying to put on. Like our, um, the person who wrote in about that Sniffy's post about Bucci Cat. Oh yeah. What he, the, Bucci Cat! What is that? <laughs> He basically, the, uh, one of our listeners saw, on Sniffy's, you can also just sort of like post to anyone in a 25 mile radius. Okay. Just being like, I'm at home smoking meth, come over. Like, <laughs> yeah, it gets come walk by my house with your ass out three <laughs> so, times. So this person screenshotted some posts and sent them in, and we read them dramatically because it was a pretty wild post, but the guy was like, I'm on my, I'm in my first floor out on the patio, so I have direct sidewalk access I want to be I'm jerking off I want you to walk by and flash that Bucci cat at me pull your ass out show me your hole but don't like it was this sort of exhibitionist thing it's like what if you were out walking your dog and then you see and you see that I think if you're, if you're an adult like I don't really care you gotta deal with I don't it really ca- I don't really care but like that what's a Bucci Bucci cat what's what's a booty booty Bucci cat? but Bucci cat yeah cat Bucci yeah. cat oh Bucci cat I've never heard that in my life. Yeah. I'm preparing for that now to become my favorite word. Oh, it's good. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we put it on a t-shirt. Oh, my God. Okay. I believe that I don't, I don't, okay. I don't see that there's anything wrong with two people having sex in a car or whatever out publicly if they've taken enough time to be like, we're in a spot that not a lot of people yeah. are walking by. But not like that one picture of the couple in the Whole Foods parking lot just eating ass like right there. Yeah. Where children can see it. Not that I really care about kids. Yeah. But, but it, I was like, you got to be smart about it because I don't know. I just like, you don't want to have your fucking ass out in front of everyone, do you? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I per, I'm the same way and it's because I don't belong to this like subsect of like cruising culture that actually like really wants to be yeah. caught, so to speak. Yeah. Like maybe I, I can't speak on, on their behalf, but I do know that like this tender queer movement, like these folks like are anti um, Fun. Um, what's the 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 leather festival in San Francisco? Why am I blanking? Oh, they're anti Folsom. They don't think that Folsom should exist because it happens in the public, public square. Like but it's, people, have, it's fuck. not public though. But I mean, people, it is, but it's not. They're because asses are out, and because people will eat ass basically in public, like out on the street. Yeah. Like more that than is, asses. Are no, they out. fuck right. on the street. Well, I've. Well, I've only been to Folsom once, but like I, do, isn't there like fucking that happens on a, on a like there's a, a dedicated area of Folsom that's like a fucking alley. Well, San and the Fr- stuff that happens on the main square is like a little more tepid. Yes, yeah. but San Francisco has um, their public nudity law is very different. You yes, can walk right. around certain right. neighborhoods absolutely stark naked. Right, yeah. And so that's it's why. It's the law. Yeah, it's the law. <laughs> it's literally the law. Something that I find interesting around consent is I go to a lot of like um sex parties and like group spaces where I'd like to make those illegal. A yes. lot of <laughs> people and there is a conversation that I do support about just because you're in that room doesn't mean you've given consent uh for certain people. Yeah. There are people who I feel visit these spaces um and it, you know whatever this sounds rude but like can't get it any other way mm. and so they're there <laughs> personally talking bold. about you both um <laughs> they're there to walk past people and just grab bulges and touch oh. and so i find myself i'm like there could be a hundred people in a room <laughs> 
No, I find myself in a big room of people and I'm like. There could be a hundred people in a steam room. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, if you're not even going to look at me to see if I return your yeah. gaze or adjust myself while you look at me. Apologies. Um, or, you know, do any sort of indication that I am too also interested. Yeah. And you're going to walk past me and just reach down and grab my dick. Fuck off. Yeah, no. Like, just because we both paid to get into this sex club does not mean that you, yeah, it costs money. When Support it, queer businesses. When it comes to, like, public sex stuff and, like, this the kind of fetish conversation, like, I do think it just has to be, like, an intracommunal conversation. Yes. Like, how yeah. we're talking about right now. It's like, this group over here, you're not doing what we're doing. So, like, you're not, you're not in this conversation. Yes. But I do think, personally, like, it is the arbiter of the sex parties job yes. to make sure that there are like basic respect ground rules and and certain ways that people do or do not want to be interacted with in yeah. that space which is kind of I should use my words carefully because I just did a gig with Sniffies but like I do think that like that's the danger of Sniffies is like a lot of the folks that are convening these spaces don't actually have the tools to make it safe and oh. uh but like but they should you know yeah. and that's why we are on podcast telling that's them what right. to do i have a friend who throws a party and there's always like on the email when he sends the address it's like and remember you know like a polite moving of the hand away from someone's body yes. is a no yep. uh make sure you get physical and verbal or, or like you know like you he has a really nice yes, yes he has a really nice sort of like couple of sentences that he puts on there yeah that it, i'm like it, it oh that's that just simple. like so well said that you're like got it that simple it doesn't have to be like a laundry list i mean it can if that's the space you're trying to convene but like it can be so simple yeah yeah but i don't really do sex parties anymore because why I, not anymore yeah, me I, don't, I don't want to be known or seen oh i get in my head i think She's he likes well it when people are like i, no, I hate big it. dipper i i, I actually it. i said i li i don't like being approached i actually do like being recognized in public but like in a public sex environment like no. I, i'm like i'll put my like gimp mask on honestly yes, like, like that's what i should yeah do. i know at the at the sex scenario don't and I have recognizable tattoos. It's another issue. So if someone knows who I am, they might know me by everyone my tattoos. Everyone likes yes. filming nowadays. Yeah, too. everyone's got cameras and everything. What did we just come across? I... Oh, you sent me that video and you were like, this is this person absolutely. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could tell by the tattoos and the mullet. Diva! <laughs> Diva! And I literally went, this is absolutely this person. I stumbled upon their Twitter and I was like, this is their side Twitter. But the difference is, it's a full side Twitter with an OnlyFans only account attached, and tons yeah. of videos. So it's like, but it's, uh, they know what they're doing. It's not yeah. like a one-off video. But it where is we're strange like, that oh, it's oh, like, oh. What, like... Well, do they have dual uh, public, public accounts? Public accounts, yeah. And they're like trying to separate the two, but it's like clear that it's one person. Just I, put them together. I'm trying to manifest that. I'm trying to manifest that. Like, I'm, I'm really trying. I, I feel like I... I've had, I have a lot of friends that are sex workers and there's someone that like has asked me to film with them. And I'm just like, I was like, I, I, people will, if, if someone recognizes my tattoos, like I don't, that's just like not this based on habit. That's not my lane. I'm not a right. sex worker. Yeah. I just want to fuck you. And so I don't want to be filmed even if that's hot, but, but I don't know. Maybe I've thought, I've thought about it many times and you now saying like, I figured out who they were is like why I wouldn't do it. <gasps> Ruining dreams over here. <laughs> All right, we gotta take a break, but we'll be right back. And we're back. Down. 
Fran, I know we have been talking about sex. We are going to continue because it's time oh, yeah. for our segment, which is called Fuck Talk. Oh, it's a segment where we get to tell fun, interesting, scary, funny sex stories that have happened to us in our past, present, or future. Ooh, my favorite, my favorite. And we've been talking generally about sort of like the politics around consent and, you know, identities when it comes to sex. But now we're going to just get into some juicy stories. Okay. Well, but before that, I do have a question. Yes, ask. yes, yes, yes. Where do you think, or like, what do you think is different about Grindr in LA versus New York? Ooh. Oh, that's such, such Because I like question. to pit the two cities against each other. Honestly, Always. Who it's, doesn't? Uh, I mean, they have to be pit against each other or they'll both lose their power. Um, <laughs> I, uh, LA and New York, I think that the Grindr, the Grindr culture is very emblematic of like the culture 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 and I do mm. feel like a lot of times in LA I used to live in West Hollywood so I'm a it's a little tainted by that but it hasn't really improved moving to the east side like it really is like like just a, a wall of like Ken dolls uh -huh. like they all like the the, the WeHo clone is something that is so permeant in in grind on grinder here that like uh, and that's just like not really my tea mm -hmm. a lot of the time that um I think does not exist in Brooklyn like even in Hell's Kitchen I think there's more diversity right. in, yeah. in, in on that grinder role than there is in LA. And I, again, I'm talking in broad strokes. Well, in yeah, New York, course. there are a lot more people who haven't moved in 20 years because yes. they've got a rent-controlled apartment. Yes, So girl. even though, like, the new wave of Ken dolls, it's like, well, there's only, like, one every five yes. because these people have been here for 25 years. Yes. I've got to tell you, I moved away from New York and then went to go stay with my friend who took over my apartment. And when I opened up the grinder, it was five years later, it was the same fucking grid. Yes, yeah. and like, that... The, People never move. LA has not, I mean, I, again, I shouldn't be, the LA people are gonna, it's like, she doesn't even go here. But like, but like, actually like, it bothers the fuck out of me because I'm hot. I'm like really fucking hot. Go and on. like, I feel like when, you know, you're up against a wall of Ken dolls, the people that are on Grindr are like not picking me up against like a wall of Ken dolls. Yeah. Like I, I honestly, I mean, this is so dramatic, but like, I feel so invisible here. Like at gay bars, I feel invisible. On Grindr, I feel invisible. Like I cannot catch Trey to save my life in LA. And when I go to Brooklyn, I clean up. Oh, like funny. like in Brooklyn, like I'm hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I think that if I'm gonna make some more sweeping generalizations, go for it. it has to do with a gay culture in LA versus a gay culture in Brooklyn that one of which has like widened their desire greatly mm -hmm. over the last like five to 10 years. Yes. And one here that there, I think that desire is so limited. I've actually been in relation, in a kind of like situationship with someone who was a WeHo clone who was like, I've never liked anybody like you before. And was like, and was like, oh, it's just so crazy. And the, the, he was like, I'm so confused about why I'm attracted to you kind of vibes. But he was so hot. He was so hot. And he also used to date That's someone. Power. He also used to date someone that I really hate. And so That's it was like so satisfying. Well, that's like, the best and also kind of the worst because like if you really hate that person, you're like, oh, but you like me too. Yeah. So am I kind of like that person? Yeah, I I honestly like, well, I mean, it was it was it was a mind fuck. It's it being it here has like been it. a mind fuck. Dating and having sex here is a mind fuck. It is. I find like there were I was really nervous when I first moved out here, and then I found sort of like the handful of like 
bear events. And I was like, oh, there are people who aren't that WeHo clone that exist here in mm -hmm. the queer community who have different body types who mm -hmm. are interested in different things. But it is, I mean, I barely ever go to WeHo. Yeah. Uh, I've only been to WeHo 10 to 15 times, really. Honestly. <laughs> 10 to 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> and so I really do find I'm like, oh, when I go over there and open my phone up on the apps, I was like, I've said this before, but when I first moved here, I was like, wait, why are all these people on Scruff? They have six packs. Like, I didn't think Scruff was like yeah. a place for that. I was oh. like, are you supposed to be a bear on there? How now dare it's, you? Now it, you? It's sort of like, it doesn't matter. You're like, oh, I've got this little bit of mustache. Yeah. <laughs> I have three chest hair. Yeah. Well, that, that is what we should be saying. It's like, you. I think it's just harder to find like those communities. It's harder to find your community in LA because yeah. they're so disparate and spread yes. apart. We're in Brooklyn. It's, but where did, where did you remind me where you moved from again? I was, well, I spent some time in Chicago. Then I lived in like East Williamsburg in Brooklyn, like uh -huh. very close to $3 bill okay. is where I lived for Cute. a couple of years. And then I moved out here. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm a, I was, I'm, from Chicago. Oh, really? South Side, yeah. Oh, amazing. Uh, well, I was born in the South Side, raised in the suburbs, is what I should Very say. Very cool. I was raised in Evanston, and then I lived in Andersonville for like oh a long time. Oh, my God. Time. I was in the Southwest suburb. Amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. Homewood Flossmore? Uh, it, uh, Western Springs, LaGrange. Western Spr LaGrange. Yes. Oh, I know the name LaGrange. LaGrange. Yeah. Well, one thing. You know LaGrange. Oh, yeah. A person with that last name. Sure. <laughs> so do you have any like when someone's like Fran what's your wildest story like do you have a go to wild hookup story so Food for Thought my other podcast used to have a segment called Impure Thought where we would tell all of our fuck stories yeah oh. and so there's actually a back catalog of them on that podcast amazing I um, learned the hard way that people don't always want to talk don't want to hear you talking about uh, how you got fucked um, on a podcast and they don't want to hear how how they were included in that story. And so, have y'all gotten in trouble for this too? Well, she, she, she doesn't have a, have a hookup anymore. Uh, no, no, no! They texted me back. Ah! You got the them back. What they say? It's the dads. It's the dads. What they say? I, so I've been spiraling because. Wait, let, I want to talk about this. I met the dads at an event. Okay. These two dads. Okay. And then I was like, the dads, the dads. And I was all excited and I kept talking about it on the podcast. Okay. And I was texting with them and I was like, they're going to have me over. And then I went over and I had a great time and I sort of like gave the lowdown or the rundown of what had happened. And then they stopped texting <gasps> me. But they didn't, they knew of me as a public person. And so I, I was that. convinced that they listened and they heard me talking about it. And so they were like, we're we're done. <gasps> and I was like left on red for like a while. Oh. And then, because I don't let anything go, on the podcast, <laughs> we sort of got to the point as I was like, I think I've lost out on the dads. <gasps> and we both was like, yeah, shut your fucking mouth and maybe you won't lose out on the dads in the future. Oh. And, and lo and then, behold, just I couldn't leave well enough alone and I texted. And party? I, I uh, what party? Michael's birthday party. I don't. I felt like I was there oh, when that you night. them. Yeah. No, that night. And I, yeah, because you made something. Was like, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna text them. Yeah. So I did. And on the drive home, he pinged me back, and he was like, Hey, we're about to go out of town. Let's definitely get together when we get back. We'd be so excited to see. You. Oh my god. And I was like, Oh, you guys are just like grown up people with your own life. You're like <laughs> fully partnered up. Oh my and god. And you're not ready to like have some dude come suck your dicks three times a week. Okay. And I just like Which thought because I haven't. Heard of you? Heard from you in like two or three weeks that you were done. Okay, so that's not that bad. I no. I was called in two different times. Friend. Oh yeah. One, oh. One, yes, one of my sex stories 
Also, the term called in is how you feel about chosen family. I just yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. You can just call me out. You yeah. Call me out. One person <laughs> there. One person didn't hear the podcast, but their boyfriend told them. Gag. Yeah, and another person like found out, and I had like totally, totally slandered this person and and his friends, and assumed that no one would ever find out because I didn't have that many. I didn't share. That many incriminating details. details. Yeah, I don't share incriminating details about like who they are, what their characteristics are. And um, someone sent it to him. It was like, is this you? Fucking snitches. Anyways, um, all that is to say is um, I do still tell sex stories. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. I do. I had one in mind on the on the way here. Oh my that god. I was thinking yes. about. That actually is from a while ago. It's from a while ago, but I think it's emblematic of like my dating experience here in LA. Okay. Um, there was this guy that I met on like Tinder or Grinder or something who he was so fine. He looked like Tarzan. <gasps> Oh, Isn't that so? And yeah. I've never, I've never dated anybody with long hair. I've never dated anybody like meaty like that. What? One is he a stripper? <gasps> no, he has go-goed before. There's a stripper. You know the strip show that I sometimes go oh, to yeah, on yeah. Thursday nights. One of the guys they call Tarzan. <gasps> no, it's not him. Okay. Luckily, he moved. But I, yeah, I, oh God, he was so fine. And so I also, like, he was so fine that I was just like, why is this guy talking to me? Right. Like, what, like, wh when is he going to come? Whatever. So we had been, um, like, sexting. We had been sharing cute pics. Like, the rapport was built, which I kind of do need and hook up a lot of the time. Like, I right. want to know that if you're coming over to my house, like, this is going to be a fine situation. And this guy rolled up so, so late. And like, which is like, so if, if you're, if you're like a half an hour late, like that's kind of expected. It's grinder culture. You, you're all men. Like, it's fine. But like, if you're going to be an hour and a half late. No. And at no point while we're texting, do you express any remorse for it at all? Mm. Nor, nor do you have any respect for my time or like what's going on with me or like whatever. Like it actually makes me so angry. And I had already hooked, I, I had never, I never like hooked up with this guy and I was kind of really excited. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna grin and bear it. This will be fine. <laughs> this guy walks in and he was like, can I use your shower? And I was like, and I don't mind if people use my shower, but I was like, girl, what were you spending an hour yeah. and a half doing? There you yeah. go. I fuck? thought you were showering or something. You're coming here unwashed. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I was so, whatever. This guy, I was like, sure, 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 use a shower. He goes to use the shower, comes back, and sits his wet ass on my leather couch. Fran. Fran. Leather couch, wet hair, wet ass, butt naked. No, was he butt naked? Maybe on a towel, but whatever. He was wet, wet towel. on my couch. And I was like, cool, whatever. He's so hot. You just want to, like, suck him off and, like, get him out of here. Like, it's fine. It's going to be fine. And the next hour was spent, like, just listening to him talk about nothing. No. About literally nothing. And this guy, yes. And this guy is an idiot. Like, listening to him talk is so difficult. And and he was so, like, oh, I'm trying to think about. Actually, I shouldn't say things that he said because that's incriminating. Yes. But, like, this guy was saying idiotic things, not asking me a single question, Not did not ask at any point, like, how are you? How long have you lived here? Like, what do you do? Like, what? And it's like, I don't care if you know that stuff about me, but I don't want to know that stuff about you. So what do you think is like? And so for the first hour, I was like, wait, so are you, 
not into me. And so now you're just like chatting and we're just going to chat through this and you're going to leave. Like I was kind of just spending, I was spending the whole time trying to figure out like what the fuck was happening. Oh my God. And at this point, like within this hour, he had, he had, he was derobed. He's now re-robed. He's in like normal clothes. Not a re-robe. Yes, he, re- yes, he re-robed. And he was like, do you want to watch something? And I was like, sure. What the fuck? Yes. And so we started watching The Face on America's, uh, it's like the America's Next Top Model um, uh, rip that it has a Naomi Campbell. Yes, of, yes, Naomi yes. Campbell instead of Tyra Banks. And while we were watching it, this guy takes his shirt off again. And he just, and I'm, I shit you not, a three-person couch on the opposite couch cushions. What? And, he, and he takes off his shirt like he's at home. Like, not in, like, a sexy way, like, we're in a porn shoot, like, I'm taking on my shirt to, like, start to play something. He takes off his shirt like he's at home. I should have I should have said this, but I didn't want to share incriminating details. He lived with his parents at the time. And so I'm like, oh, am I just a base for you right now? Like, yeah. I, that's what was kind of registering. Mm-hmm. And so at a certain point, I just kind of got impatient. I'm just like, I'm just going to start to touch this guy's shoulder and, like, try to pick up a vibe. I'm, like, trying going to try to, like, you know, figure out, like, if this is reciprocated at all. We make out. The kissing's actually great. His oh. nipples are amazing. Oh. He is such. He has the most beautiful nipples I have ever sucked in my entire life. And they were hard upon arrival. He had this, like, strappy tank top where his, like, boobs were, like, you know, hanging out. And his, like, nipples were hard and never got soft. And that was so. I was just. I, I hate myself for saying this, but, like. I really did want to hook up with this person no matter how horrible yeah. he was. Of course. Of course. And they're just, uh, so I was sucking this guy's nipples and I've gathered that this is his spot. Like he really loves nipple play. And so I was like, okay, let's fucking do this. And so I was really enjoying it too because when it comes to like fucking, like I get off, I'm getting off if you're getting off. Like yes. I, I'm, yeah. I'm happy if you're happy Same. kind of vibes a lot of the time. And so I was like, okay, so maybe this is kind of going well. I start to go down on him, and this guy comes in seven seconds. Seven seconds. I shit you not. Maybe, maybe, maybe ten. No more than ten. And because, and I, th- it might have been because I had like done a lot of work on the nipples, and I also don't want to, you know, I don't want to like create an environment where like it's like bad if you come early, whatever. No. You know, I, you know, I all, you know, I understand if you come early, it's fine. But you all, you can't be like a shit person and use my shower and like not ask me any questions and make you wait an hour. Yes, and, and also and like watch the and, like, not give me any signals, not touch me, not want to kiss me, not like it was so bizarre. And this guy comes really hard. I swallow. Because like, I'm a trooper. Yeah, duh. <laughs> because I do the work. That's right. <laughs> and this guy starts, I'm not joking, laughing hysterically. Laughing hysterically. And it was not, he wasn't laughing at me. He wasn't laughing at the situation. He was experiencing like an autoerotic asphyxiation, something where all of his body was so sensitive and he was ticklish. And I was like, and and so when he started laughing, I was like, I, I was kind of la- laughing. I was like, are you, are you okay? Like, what's going on? This guy laughed uninterrupted 
five, 10, 15, I don't know how long. He laughed for so long. And I, and so the first time I was like, are you okay? And I went to touch his shoulder and he was like, don't touch me, don't touch me, don't touch me, don't touch me. And I was like, what? And he was like, he was like, don't touch me. And I was like, I was like, and I went to touch him again because I just, it was a very weird thing to experience. And so I was just, that was just like, right, yeah. um, it was kind of intuitive. I was like, I was like, what? And he, and he like flinched again. He was like, don't touch me. He was like, he's like, sometimes my body just gets like really sensitive and like, it's like my body's really, really sensitive right now. And I was like, okay. And it was like five to 10 to 15 minutes of him like kind of giggling, laughing. Yes. And then I would be like, I would try to, and then he would giggle. And I'm like, what is going, it was so bizarre. Horrifying. It and this, sounds like serial killer. And it, and it was honestly even worse because he's so hot. Like he was <laughs> so, so if this was, a, if this person looked different, if this person was nicer or if this person was even more of an asshole, like I think I would have cut and run or found right. a stopping point. Right. But he was so fine and he was doing so many things for me. Um, just with how he looked. And I was like, I just like want to get off. And after the, t after like the laughing fits were over, he was like, oh, do you want to go get Indian? You're like, yes, but actually, not with first, you. Yes. Actually, I misspoke. He didn't even ask me if I wanted to go and in get Indian. He was like, let's go get Indian. And we got in his car and he kept asking. Friend. Yes, he kept asking about weed because he knew I had weed. And I guess he didn't have weed, which is like, I was like, you live in California. How do you not have weed? Right. And so he was bumming weed off me. And we drove to this Indian place. Didn't ask me if I wanted Indian. And they never got me off. And I was like, I don't want Indian. I'm trying to get fucked. That was before I transitioned to top. Anyways, that's my story. Wait, I have a couple questions. Yes, yeah. please. Unpacked. As do I. How, <laughs> how old was he? He was probably my age. We were probably peers. I'm 31, so okay. he was maybe in his like late, late 20s. Because that, that gives me like fresh out of college vibes. He was in his late 20s. He was a grown man living with his parents who thought that he belonged. I actually shouldn't say mm. where he, whatever. But he he um, he um was a grown man. I And I know this because of certain things that he was telling me. It I mean, it sounds like maybe because it. Oh, okay. Thirty Rock fan. Yes, yes. Okay. obviously. Remember when John Hamm? He's a hot idiot. Yes. Okay. He Girl. looks like a bubble. <laughs> he is absolutely it a sounds sex like idiot. No one. Yes, a sex idiot. No one told him yes. ever. That's weird. Or give people a heads up that you come fast because we'll do Baby. a bunch of other, other stuff first. That is exactly what it was. Like, and everyone has let him get away with that kind of behavior forever, so he doesn't know that it is wrong. Okay, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. I'm, this is exactly what it was. I have shared this story on the Food for Thought Pod, and I literally said that yes. exact thing. I okay. said I was like, he seems like someone who has been given everything in his life, and no one has ever told him no, and so that's why he thinks he can just walk in and take a shower. And you did exactly. Those I did. Right ah, I want to say we have all been that girl. Yes. We have all been around the very sure. hot person sure. who you go like, "Wait, you're on my couch?" Yeah. Yes, I could not believe he was so. Fun. I, I'll show you a picture after. Oh, okay. He was so fucking. Hot. <laughs> 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 I okay. Actually, to illustrate exactly what you were saying, there while we, one of the things we were talking about while we were talking is he was talking to moving to a place that I won't disclose, and he said. He said, he was like, I don't need anything. Like he was moving to a, like a 400 square foot apartment or th like a really tiny apartment. He's like, I don't need anything. I don't even need internet. And I was like, you don't need, you don't want to get internet service at your apartment. And he was like, no, I can just like make friends with the neighbors and ask to use theirs. Okay. I, I shit okay. you not. He okay. said that. And I was like, that is not 
a thing. Like that's not a thing. No, but no for one him is... it probably is in the weird pretty world that he lives in. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah, that's so that's world. the guy. That is wild. I, that did just remind me of a time when I lived in New York that I I had to send someone home. They came over, we sat down, watched TV, we ate a little bit of food, and then we were getting ready to like start fucking. And he started telling me that the original language was Italian. He was like, all languages come from Italy. <laughs> Uh, it comes from Italian. And they came up with the first language, and I was like, "There's like recorded day." And like when he said that, I was like, "Oh, you're really stupid." Like, <laughs> there were so many things leading up to you it. You were like, "Baby, have but, you ever heard of the Rosetta Stone?" <laughs> I did bring up the Rosetta Stone, and I did. I was like, "I think Latin might have come first, and maybe Italian came from that. Maybe that's your angle." Latin is literally in Italian, like yeah. it's yeah. in the word yeah. Italian. Know, you know what I mean? Like the, the word it, it derives from Latin. That. And I, I, he didn't get it. And I was like, I don't think we can do this. We've gone too far. <laughs> no, at a certain point, you have to meet people where they're at. And sometimes you fuck idiots and you got to meet them there. And sometimes you got to suck on them nips. Sometimes you got to suck on them nips. Ooh, baby. Fran, uh, thank, Fran you thank you so, so much, much for being, for being on the show. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. We had such a blast. Where can people find you? What do you have going on? What's the vibe? Um, You can find my podcast, Like a Virgin, anywhere you stream podcasts. Yes. And we also have an amazing Instagram account for it called, uh, for, it's 42069. Or, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's Like a Virgin 42069 yes. on Instagram. <laughs> That's it. That's where we post all the content. And you can also follow me at Fran Squishko on all platforms. Oh, yeah. Yay. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at SloppyPod. You can send us an email to sloppysecondspod at gmail.com or call in with your own fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. Or follow us on Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly and Spiciest Meatball and Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter and TikTok. And follow Mom Podcast everywhere too. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode which come out every Tuesday and Friday. And please remember, Mom Plus subscribers, you can watch our video episodes uh, unbleeped right there behind the paywall uh, and you also get access to what's about to happen now which is an extra little five minutes a little five minutes to listen to sloppy seconds one day early ad free and to watch our full video episodes sign up for mom plus at mompodcast.plus sloppy seconds is produced by moguls of media aka mom hosted by big dipper and meatball editing and sound design by William Pitts Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.